Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to the second guest show. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, live from the Silver Slipper Casino Beachside in Hancock County, Mississippi. want to thank John Ferrucci and Dave Hilbert and all for making this uh, a great year uh, for us here. They're always uh, hospitable to us and uh, great staff also uh, here at the Silver Slipper. Bobby J and I will be on until 8 o'clock tonight. And uh, we talked about this in the 6 o'clock hour, but Zion Williamson with a left bone contusion, bruise, whatever you want to call it. And he is available for Memphis tonight. And we'll go through that starting lineup for Memphis uh, and it's unbelievable. And it, like Chuck Dotson was saying, uh, man, uh, they picking people off the streets sort of to play for the Grizzlies. Totally different team than which beat the Pelicans twice. Yeah, with John Morant. With John Morant was there. Let's go to our Oakland Hardjula's talking text line. Let's go to Jimmy and Gretna. Jimmy in the huddle with Bobby and Mike. Hey, happy Lundy Gras, guys. Happy I'm Lundy getting, Gras. Hey, I'm ironing out my tux. We're getting ready to go. We're getting a little late. We're going out to the Orpheus Ball tonight. Oh, and uh, I'm gonna go see Scoot out there. There you go. Right. So, 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 so wait, so wait, so Jimmy, you putting on a tux? I'm impressed. Yeah, I'm cologne. You name it, shaving every part <laughs> of my cologne body. Cologne and, and everything. That's pretty good. <laughs> everything, dude. My wife's very happy. It, it, it's Valentine's tonight. All right. Now let me. Oh, say this. okay. 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 I, we should. The Pell should easily win tonight. But I really wanted to get your take on the whole, you know, the culture down here with Mardi Gras. People make jokes with the floats. They make fun of Latoya Cantrell. They make fun of athletes locally, whatever. You know, they had that one float in one parade. It had uh, Derek Carr looking like a, a zombie. His arm was cut off. He was bleeding. It said fourth down and $80 million to go. And, you know, it's just a joke, right? Now, he, of course, responded. I know he's a West Coast guy. And, again, it's just a joke. It's a culture thing down here. I just want to get y'all's take on how he handled it. I think he said yeah. something along the lines of, you know what? He tweeted, uh, yeah, I felt like that. I felt like a zombie the first half of the uh, year. So, uh, he's laughing to the bank. I want to get y'all's take on this and how he responded on it. Man, all I know is it wasn't nearly as savage as what they did with Zion. I mean, and they've had that back-to-back years in the coup d'etat. So, yeah. uh, you know, it, it, it's satire. It, it's, it's part of Mardi Gras here. Well, well, and the thing is, Jimmy, this is the way I look at it. If you want to control that narrative, just win, baby. Uh, if you win and you produce, 
uh, then uh, all of a sudden uh, you they treat, don't have that anymore. You get you get treated like Drew Brees, and then you're uh, the Grand Marshal or the King yes, of Mardi Gras. Yeah, then then all of a sudden, like uh, whether it be Bacchus or you going to Washington D.C. Mardi Gras, no, whether you Zion or Derek Carr, high profile individuals in New Orleans. I mean, uh, you know, uh, it's a you know when you look at big town, small city, uh, but we. Uh, you know, it's a love-hate relationship uh, with your team. But if you produce and you win, no, no, they'll love you. And if you don't win, uh, they'll let you know about it. You got to just keep in the right perspective. Jimmy, you can And who's the most liked player on the team? Second-string quarterback. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. That's always the case if yeah, you yeah, don't have yeah. an elite guy. Yeah, and, and, and the whole thing is um, it's just human nature. Much is given, much is required. And if you're being well compensated and you're not living up to a contract, uh, well, then you're going to say, what are we getting banged for our buck? I mean, that, that, that just comes with the territory. Like, uh, okay, if you're a 49ers fan, how can you truly not be on board with Brock Purdy? He's not even making 900000 I want to say it's like 850000 plus whatever. Okay, Sam Darnold's making more than him. Uh, Exactly. The backup quarterback in the 49ers, Sam Darnold's making more than Brock Purdy. But, you know, he's laying the foundation. He's paying For his dues. eventually to cash yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. But, but that, that, that's why, no, um, you got to be able to handle that. And you have, to, uh, you have pros and cons when you, you know, when you establish yourself and you're getting paid well, then you got to live up to that contract. That, that, no, no, no matter what the sport is. Uh, that could be football, basketball, baseball, whatever. Now, if you look Major League Baseball and, and the NBA and how much is guaranteed compared to football, but even though uh, I was going like old school, but you look at modern-day contracts, you could be a player at the highest level and you get a lot of money that's guaranteed to you and the common fan camera late because they look at, man, I'm busting my ass. I'm getting only this. And I'm supposed to support you, and you getting paid this? No, that's why I try to tell them. You better have thick skin. And, 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 <laughs> but, 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 but I try and tell the fans that it's entertainment. That's right. It's not the regular workforce. And uh, now I'm going off on a tangent. I, I, I think that if you have youngsters, oh, you got to go get a college degree. You got to go do this and that. How about you, 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 uh, you earn or you learn a trade? How about go be a damn plumber? Or, electrician. Or, or electrician. Man, uh, all of a sudden. Go try to find one and see what you pay in them. Right, exactly. Like <laughs> when you get a bill, you go, what, what the hell did you do? Did somebody just cost? No, uh, learn a trade and uh, different opportunities in uh, society and all that. But, no, uh, so that's why the football fan or sports fan, whether they're going to Pell's game at the Smoothie King Center and the Superdome, uh, if you're being well compensated, they don't want you just to be good. They want you to be great. And they want you to be at a high level and help their team win a championship. And what sort of really hurts is the guy you're replacing. Oh, no, without a doubt. <laughs> he, okay, in our lifetime, Bob, I don't know if we'll see another one like Drew. No, uh, Drew Just Brees, telling you. And, and listen, Jari Evans, is, I think he will be eventual pro football Hall yes, of Fame. Yes, I agree and, with and, that. And Ken, but he didn't make it. Uh, well, Drew Brees will be a first ballot Hall of Famer like Julius Peppers. Julius Peppers' first ballot, well, 
Drew Brees will be like that. But uh, it's not like uh, we're going to have that continuously. You know, like you think, okay. like, oh, we just passed Who's, the torch. Uh, think about Jari. Is there anybody on this team is in his area code as a goal? I'm talking about close in the area code of Jari Evans. Hell no. no. The closest guy that was on Jari Evans' uh, level played alongside of him, and then he went and get a big payday with Tampa Bay. Then he had to stop. Carl infection. Nick, then he got to stop. The, 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 that was the cat that can hang with Jari Evans. But, but, they were about, at, but they were at the same time. We had the best duo guards in no NFL. You talk about a huge human being. That was Carl Nix. Yeah, Man, yeah. you wanted him coming off the bus first. Yeah. Charlie, you have the starting lineup for the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, Bobby. So you tell were talking us that. a little bit about plumbers and it feels like the uh, you know the joke that you're playing plumbers you're not playing NBA players the starting lineup for the Grizzlies tonight Scotty Pippen Jr. John Conchar that's your backcourt and then you're moving on Vince Williams Jr. Santi Aldama and Jaron Jackson Jr. there is one true NBA starter in that bunch the Pels are favored by nine and a half points entering tonight guys it would be a shame if they don't blow this team out so we should blow them out so nine and a half nine and a half points it should be for sure double digits of not 20 points. I agree with you, Charlie. Thank you, Charlie. We'll be back with more second guess right after this break here on the Big 870 WWL. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Back here on the second guest show, Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert, live from the Silver Slipper Casino, beachside right here in Hancock County, Mississippi. We're going to go back to our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. We have on with us the Vice President of Super Sports, Eric Eager. Eric, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Eric, I know we're going to talk kind of a wide variety of things and also bring up the combine, but I want to ask you about Chris Jones. Uh, that's a guy that when he wants to, and he takes that knob and sort of moves it, man, there's none better in this league uh, than Chris. Now, the big question mark is when he wants to, I think is the question. What do you think will happen with Chris and the Chiefs? And what type contract, if he gets out on the open market, you think Chris Jones could get? Yeah, absolutely. I think you know Jones has proven himself to be uh, the premier interior defensive lineman in the NFL, not named Darren Donald. Uh, you know, the, in the open market, that's you know this whole off season that was kind of what the they and the Chiefs are waiting on. You saw the Quinn and Williams get twenty four million. Jeffrey Simmons get twenty three and a half. You know, Donald right now is almost at thirty two. I think Jones wanted closer to thirty two than he wanted near Williams, 
Simmons, you know, guys like Deron Payne, Dexter Lawrence, uh, the Chiefs held the line. Uh, he sat out the first game. He played the rest of the season. He did get, you know, double-digit sacks again, but he wasn't the dominant player he was in 2022. Uh, I do think he reaches the open market because the Chiefs have a Louisiana Tech, uh, you know, uh, star in uh, Legereus Sneed, who's a corner, uh, who is a, a playmaker for them, who's also going to hit free agency, who's going to be on his second contract. Jones will be on his third. Uh, I think that they prefer Sneed uh, to Jones, which means Jones is going to hit the free agency market. And I think he's going to get you know a pretty big deal from whoever uh, approaches him in free agency. Now, uh, I know we're all looking in the crystal ball, uh, but in theory, now we've got to wait and see. I'm already, you know, we're always all jumping ahead, but if the Chiefs were able to capture, uh, you know, when you think about it, a three-peat, and but the, they won their third title in five years, and I would say that that's a dynasty when you're considering uh, the, the time span and where they're at. So I would say the 21st century... You look what the Patriots, Tom Brady did, and then kind of you have a transition. But where uh, Kansas City and the Chiefs and Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes, what they've done, uh, third title, uh, you know, in, in five years. So if they were able to 3 be considering that we always like, from a historical standpoint, uh, what has never been accomplished. Well, they've had a lot of great teams that have won back-to-back but not no 3 peat you know, that, that's kind of NBA talk. But if the Chiefs were able to do that, what, what Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes, considering Pat Mahomes wouldn't even be 30 years of age yet, would he be like 28, 29? He's 28 uh, now. I mean, that, yeah. that, 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 that would be an unbelievable accomplishment. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the last team to even come close to three-peating, uh, you know, you, you had such big battles, Bobby, with in the you know, NFC West back in the day, the Niners of the 88, 89 and then in 1990, they were knocked off in the, um, in the NFC Championship game at home by Jeff Hostetler and the, and the Giants with Bill Belichick as the D.C. That's really the last time it's gotten that close. Um, you know, I think the big thing, of course, is you have to have that kind of quarterback. You have to have that kind of head coach. Now, the Niners, interestingly, back then, they went from Bill Walsh, who won the 88 Super Bowl, to George Seifert, who won the 89 Super Bowl, and the, it was the coach during the 90 season. Uh, this is uh, an Andy Reid bunch. Uh, the big thing that's going to be huge for them is they carry over a lot, right? Steve Spagnuolo was a Hall of Famer yesterday. His effort against one of the best offenses in football, especially in the second half of that game, uh, spe- speaks volumes about the kind of value he brings to the Chiefs. He's going to be back. It's amazing to me that no one wanted him to be a head coach, even for an interview uh, this year. Uh, so that's going to be big. You know, Brett Beach, the GM of the Chiefs, he's drafted eight of the Chiefs starters on defense the last three years, including six in 2022. That was the draft that they got five picks for trading Tyreek Hill. That's what makes this Chiefs team so phenomenal is the fact that they're kind of in the middle of a rebuilding phase by trading Hill, switching from a more offensive-centric team to a more defensive-centric team, and during that entire rebuild session has been able to get to the window twice with two Super Bowl rings that's what makes this three-peat possibility, I think, the most likely in NFL history. Uh, if you look at the odds for next year, they're co-favorites basically right now with the Niners to win the Super Bowl in the current betting market. So I wouldn't bet against them. Uh, it's always a long shot uh, for any team to win the Super Bowl. But the Chiefs, I think, have a pretty, pretty darn good chance. 
Now, Eric, I don't know if you have an explanation for this. Uh, I've talked to Mike Dettelier, different uh, compadres about this. Um, I don't know if I've ever witnessed this. Uh, Steve Spagno, yeah, I'll look at Spags. I mean, because, uh, you know, uh, you get top offensive defensive coordinators, they're interviewing for head coaching jobs, and people are like, oh, well, what about Spags? And, you know, it could be kind of like whatever you've done for him lately. He's a hot commodity, but uh, way back he was a head coach, I think, with the Rams, he went 1-15. and And then, this is mind-boggling. I don't know if you have an explanation for this, Eric, or not. But all I know is, he coached in the Bounty Gate year. He coached the worst Saints, uh, or the worst NFL defense in NFL history <laughs> in 2012. But then he has the likes. As a defensive coordinator, he wins, um, what, four Super Bowls with two different teams. I mean, explain that. You want to talk about a roller coaster. I don't know if I've ever witnessed that. They talk about penthouse, outhouse, penthouse. What Spags has done for the Chiefs has been unbelievable. So it's not like he's always been in a subway trend because uh, Sean Payton, when he was out for Bounty Gate 2012, he fired him after one year because they set the most negative records in NFL history. So I think maybe players do make a difference is on defense. Crazy thing is, Steve was the head coach with the Rams. Yeah, they, well, they were one at fifteen, right? They weren't very they were good. 11, yeah, yeah. Eleven and eleven and forty-one was his record as a head coach. The two twenty, two twenty, or sorry, two twelve winning percentage as a head coach of the Rams. You're absolutely right. I mean, this, this he has you know four Super Bowl rings is the most that a coordinator has ever won, Bobby, and that's because. Right, and most of the time, when you're good enough to win Super Bowl rings as a coordinator, they make you a head coach, and you don't get the opportunity to win more more rings as a coordinator. Spags is somehow, you know, now he came to Kansas City with all of that baggage you described. He had the one, you know, brilliant performance against the Patriots in '07 uh, to to stop the perfect season. He's had other good performances. The '16 Giants were quite good defensively because of him. But you're right about the Bounty Gate. That Saints defense was one of the was the worst in football, uh, and he struggled as their DC. Now he came over, and this is another Louisiana kid. They brought in Tyron Matthew in 2019, uh, along with Spags. Uh, that turned the entire thing around for them, uh, and they won the 2019 Super Bowl a year after the 2018 defense was so bad under Bob Sutton uh, that they had to fire him even after they made the AFC Championship game. You know he's been a huge catalyst here. They've gotten a lot out of that defense. 2019 was the biggest turnaround, but then they were a pretty poor defense in 2021. And, you know, they, they missed the Super Bowl. They lost to the Bengals in the AFC championship game. And again, this is the biggest feat has been for a franchise like Andy Reid, who does not prefer rookies, does not prefer young players. Uh, not only has Steve Spagnolo done really well with a bunch of rookie defensive backs last year in the AFC championship game against the Bengals when Legere Snee got hurt. He played the whole game against Boyd, against Chase and Higgins with three rookie corners in the AFC Championship game, won that game. Andy Reid has taken a, a page out of Spags' book. Rasheed Rice, the wide receiver out of SMU, had the most receiving yards of any rookie in Andy Reid's head coaching career, uh, eclipsing Deshaun Jackson. So this has been a, a Spags, the, the renaissance for him that has changed his tone as well because he's always preferred veteran players. This Chiefs team, after the Tyree kill trade, gave him nothing but young players and Chris Jones, and he turned that into the second-ranked defense in the NFL this year by points allowed. Eric, one of the things, we always sort of look into the rearview mirror. 
And if you're in the NFC, if you San Francisco, and I took a quick glance, I see the Packers and the Lions right there. And so what do you think in this offseason both teams would have to do to get themselves in a position uh, to eclipse the 49ers? Because, you know, when I look at it, the 49ers aren't paying anybody at quarterback. And so they can afford to kind of spend money different ways. With the Lions and the Packers, the way they're structured, how close are those two teams to San Francisco? Yeah, the, the, the hard part, though, is the Niners are $3 million over the cap coming into next year, whereas when you look at the Lions, they're $46 million under. The Packers are right around $3 million over as well. So even though the Niners have a great roster, they can't really improve it all that much this offseason. The Packers are in similar straits as the Lions as far as they can't really, because of the dead money with Devontae Adams, the dead money with, with Rodgers and things like that, they can't really improve it. They did their best with Jeff Hafley, the former uh, Boston College head coach, uh, to bring in over a defensive coordinator. They've been way too soft defensively for way too long. They brought him in because they, they were sick of getting gashed in the run game. They were sick of playing too far off in coverage and giving up games defend, you know, defensively. I think you combine that with Jordan Love, that'll give them a pretty good shot. Jordan Love looks like one of the next great quarterbacks in the league. The Lions really do need to use the resource they have to build out a defense. You know, the, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, a former Saint, uh, has done good things for them. But in the secondary back there, he's kind of by himself as far as a difference maker. Aiden Hutchinson, you know, Michigan, uh, number two overall pick of a couple of years ago, he's kind of a one-man crew on the defensive line whenever Ali McNeil's hurt. Uh, and at linebacker, I know they spent a first-round pick on Jack Campbell, but they, they struggled there. So they need to go and use that money to build a defense. Their offense is great. We're a top 10 unit the last two years. Ben Johnson's coming back. He doesn't want a head coaching job. But I think the Lions, you know, the Packers you didn't have money, so they used an uncapped amount to go get Jeff Halfley to be the defensive coordinator. The Lions have a good defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn, but they need to, they need to give Aaron Glenn some talent so that he can – he can help that defense get a stop when they need one because they could not get a stop in the NFC Championship game against the 49ers in the second half of that game. Now, uh, Eric, uh, looking at the postseason, obviously the Super Bowl, um, I don't know if you've gotten any of this, but a number of fans, uh, they're so confused with the damn rules. You know, you got the regular season, what it t- happens in overtime, and then the postseason, what happens in overtime. And then some people are saying, like, oh, why are they not using their timeouts? they got three seconds left, and I'm trying to tell them, no, the game will continue. And then as far as strategy, where uh, if you win the coin toss, uh, would you have deferred or take the 49ers' approach? Of the Chiefs' defense is kind of worn down, and I guess maybe going that direction. Or do you defer, which I'm maybe in favor of because – you know what you have to do. I mean, you're not punting. I mean, uh, you know, they scored a field goal or a touchdown. You got four downs to make 10 yards. So, so, so what do you think about the NFL having to do a better job explaining to the fans? I know they tried to do it on the telecast with Tony Romo and all, but there was a lot of fans that were confused what was going on in, in, in the extra time and, uh, and obviously uh, wanting to know what was up and with the time and everything, or would you want one rule to stay the same? Because we all know uh, the Chiefs players might have been on top of this, but here you got all pro players, the 49ers, 
that they weren't even aware of the overtime rules. Yeah, I think the NFL tries their best. And, um, but yeah, officiating in the NFL this year has been a big deal. I think the NFL isn't clear sometimes. Um, but the Niners, you know, Shanahan has been, that's a reputation of his, that he's a terrific in-game play caller. He's a terrific play designer. But when it comes to game management, when it comes to using his timeouts, uh, all of those kind of things, he kind of falls a little short. Um, as far as strategy, it really, it, it's not as simple as, you know, you always defer. But I would say in this situation where if you've watched Kansas City all year, their offense has really struggled. But most of the time, their struggles are, are self-inflicted. Penalties, turnovers, drop passes, uh, not being aggressive enough. The last thing you want to give Patrick Mahomes is a definitive goal, <laughs> right? So if, if you kick the ball to them after deferring, they're kind of like, well, we could score a touchdown. We could kick a field goal. We might be able to even trust our defense. If you take the ball, score just a field goal or even a touchdown, you tell the best player on the planet, you need this exactly to, to win the Super Bowl. And we've all, you know, all of us have employees and stuff like that. It's like the best thing that you can do sometimes for some of them is say, you need to achieve this one goal and I'll give you a bonus, right? And I, think, I feel like the 49ers did that with Patrick Mahomes last night. And that final drive, there was just a determination that, you know, as somebody who watches that team a lot, they just simply didn't have all year. And I fear that the choice to take the ball in overtime by the Niners uh, kind of woke up a bear in the Chiefs offense that had been dormant for much of the season. Eric, one of the things uh, leading up to the combine, that's always a player or two you really like, and you think he's going to be top 10 or 12, and then he goes to the combine and it's like, whoa, everybody's put their eyes on him now, and he's not just a top 10 or 10, 12 top 12 he's a top two or three player I think that that guy's Jaden Daniels if I had the second pick in the draft because I think we all kind of agree Caleb Williams is going to go one in the draft I think it's Jaden because I don't want to compare him to Anthony Richardson I think he's a better passer than Anthony Richardson was at Florida there ain't no doubt about that now athlete Anthony Richardson is on Mount Everest as far as athletes concerned uh, of what he can do I think Jaden Daniels is a guy that, you know, some people have him going sixth or seventh. He's never going to go that far. He's either going to go two or three. I think he's got a legit chance to be the second overall pick in the draft once Caleb Williams gets selected. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I've always thought that, you know, Drake May, and I, I actually really like Drake May as well, um, is, the fa is the favorite to go second. But if you look at, for example, and I don't know uh, which betting market you guys prefer, but if you look at FanDuel right now, uh, the number two overall pick, Drake May, is the favorite at minus 155. Jaden Daniels is second favorite at plus 170. That means, you know, that's nothing in the NFL draft market right now. There's one rumor that goes out of a team liking Daniels more than May, and those odds will flip in a moment's time, as you guys know, following this stuff. So you're right. I think that he could ascend. Um, Daniels was phenomenal last year the one thing that he improved on which you know we've seen with Sam Howell in Washington we've seen with um, you know Baker mate we've seen with other guys who have struggled Jaden Daniels on pressure dropbacks in 2022 took a sack 30 percent of the time which is incredibly high and last year it was just 20 percent of the time which is still pretty high but not nearly as high and that's something that if you're a running quarterback if you're a guy that's 
you know, going to sit in the, you're going to be a passer in the NFL. You have to be able to avoid sacks. And, you know, Daniels did a much better job this past year. He's an incredible throw of the football, as you said. The one question I have, and this kind of reminds me of a, a quarterback back from Bobby's day, does, you know, the Anthony Richardson has that size. Daniels is thin. And, you know, with thin quarterbacks, yeah, I think we're, you know, he's obviously nowhere close to the athlete that Daniels was. But I always remember Jim McMahon and how, how good he was at winning football games, but he could never stay on the field for all 16 games because he was just so thin. And so I think for Daniels, a big thing at the Combine is going to be over the past month and a half has he been able to yoke up a little bit and get to that 220, 225 range where, and keep his speed because when I watch him play, he checks every box to me except for if an NFL linebacker hits him in the ribs, is he going to miss any time? One thing with him, having been around him for two years, he is as thin-based a guy at quarterback as you'll ever see. But you talk about one tough son. No, he is tough. Man, he took some shots, and we've seen it on a football field. A defensive back thinks he's got an angle on him. He outruns yep. the angle. No, he's that, like, That's how fast he, he is. He looks like track fast. He, <laughs> he, he's one step fast. Yeah, and that, that's true. Yeah, and, and Jimmy Mack was also very tough, but, it's a, you know, he took a lot of hits. It's just like at some point in the league, and now, you, as you guys know, offensive line play in the NFL is nowhere close to as good as it was 10, 15 years ago. That's why these teams are kind of gravitating – you know, you know, the teams are, prefer a lot of teams like Stroud last year instead of Young because of size. And I think that size is really now now Daniels is six four, which which really helps. Um, but but you got to be a little. You, you know, I think he's going to have to put on some weight before the combine. If he does, Mike, I think your point about him rising up the draft boards is going to be incredibly apt. Now, uh, Eric, uh, what is your take? Uh, and I was telling, you know, I'm watching my wife, and um, you know, telling. Saints fans, I said, watch the 49ers game and those same plays that you're seeing with Shanahan, you can see that with Clint Kubiak. Now, the difference I told them, I said, now they might not be as successful as the 49ers because you can have an unbelievable scheme, but the players matter. And, you know, you try to compare, okay, can Alvin Kamara, uh, you know, then be the running back that you need with uh, McCaffrey. Or you, you try to. The, the Saints don't have a Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk combination or no, kill that tight end. But, but, they don't but, have that. But they, uh, I'd say kiddo, they might try and sell Taysom Hill on um, uh, Mike as uh, the Debo. And my, they might try and sell. But I'm saying you can do the same shifts, same motions, but you still got to have the horses. Yeah. The, the scheme's all fine and dandy. So uh, that's one thing I think the Saints has got to get better personnel-wise. Personnel, even though they, uh, they want to run this uh, Shanahan uh, scheme here with the Saints. Yeah, and Kubiak had an opportunity as the, as the offensive coordinator with the Vikings in 2021. They were kind of a, a middle-of-the-pack offense with a Kirk yeah. Cousins at quarterback. You know, very similar to Derek Carr as far as ability, as far as consistency. Um, you know, I, I think that Rashid Shahid, who is, I know is an uh, exclusive rights guy, uh, you know, I think you, you have the receivers there. Uh, tight end, there's also some depth. You know, need to get better on the offensive line now that Ramchek is a little bit banged up and, and guys like that. But I, I think he can be a successful offensive coordinator for this team. And uh, to me, it's all, about, it's all about what we saw in, in Vegas. 
you know, uh, John Gruden very much asked Derek Carr, stretched Derek Carr, said, Derek Carr, you're throwing down the field. You have a better arm than, than you are willing to, to, to work with. And when he did that, that Raiders offense was very effective. And I think Kubiak, you know, when he was in Minnesota, now they had Justin Jefferson, so that does change the, the calculus, but um, he's got to go downfield. I think if he's aggressive with the play-action game, he comes from his dad, uh, 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 you know, the, the, the elder Kubiak, um, very play-action-centric, very uh, you know, bootleg-centric, and very quarterback-friendly. And we saw that with Purdy. We've seen that in Minnesota with Cousins. Uh, and I think that that's good for Derek Carr. I think at times Derek Carr, when people see his contract, they expect him to be a top 10 quarterback when he's really a top 15 quarterback. And you need an offensive coordinator that's willing to accentuate the strengths of Derek Carr. Uh, and I think Kubiak could do that. And it's just going to amount to, can they find offensive linemen in the draft and free agency to help really fortify that system from the run game all the way to the play action game? Uh, and to the deep shots where I think he, that's where he's better suited, Derek, Derek Carr, to take deep shots downfield with a very underrated arm. Eric, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Great stuff. Always appreciate your time, bud. Thanks, Eric. Hey, thanks for having me. All righty. That was Eric Eager, Vice President of Sumer Sports. We'll be back to finish it up here on Second Guest right after this break on the Big 870. Back here on the Second Guest Show, Mike to take you along with Cajun Cannon, Bobby ABA. We went a little bit long with Eric. we got to come back with a final segment. But, Charlie, give us an update on the Pelicans-Grizzlies game. Guys, after a tough start, the Pelicans have really bounced back. They were down early in that first quarter. But now about midway through the second quarter, they have an 8-point, 47-39 lead and the ball with about five minutes left. So as we are kind of mentioning earlier, the Grizzlies are all banged up. This is a game that the Pels should win pretty easily. Uh, they start off a little bit slow, but, guys, they've kind of found their momentum here in the second quarter. Thank you, Charlie. When we come back, interesting comments from a Pro Football Hall of Fame middle linebacker on if he went up against Patrick Mahomes. We'll have that as we finish it up here from on the steel, second guess. From the steel curtain. From the steel curtain defense, Jack Lambert, right after this break here on the Big 870. We're finishing up here on the second guest show. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert, live from the Silver Slipper Casino Beachside in Hancock County, Mississippi. want to thank everybody here at the Silver Slipper. Great year for us, and uh, we appreciate all their hospitality. This is comments from Pro Football Hall of Fame middle linebacker Jack Lambert. He said, I'd love to see Pat Mahomes going up against the great Steelers defense of the 1970s. He would have got busted in the mouth. No way he runs around like that in a Super Bowl and beats us. Ask Roger Staubach and Fran Tarkenton how that went for them. And both were better runners than Pat Mahomes. That's not hating on Pat. But no. that is accurate I in love, today's I, rules. I love Patrick different. Mahomes, but you can't hit the quarterback. Come on, you can't hit him too high. You can't hit him too low. If, even if you sack at him, you can't land on him. you got to kind of catch him and lay him down. Almost like a baby uh, in a cradle. No, I mean, no. That, 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 but listen, it's a quarterback-driven lead. There's too much money involved. People don't want to see Pat Mahomes get knocked out. They want to see him play. They want to see the top quarterbacks play. So that is a true statement, but the game has evolved where you can't uh, go forearm shiver to a quarterback's head. I think what Jack uh, was uh, saying, if he was playing in the 70s, boy, the guy, he, uh, that, that, no, that he, wouldn't have happened. No, he'd have gotten knocked out. He'd have gotten knocked out or you change the way you play. And the thing is, you know, on pros, you got to be touched to be down. 
Well, uh, in the old days, when you were like sliding, well, then you're sliding, but you're not touch. Would well, they give you the business when you were going down? So they would come across your head. And now you, you're down. No, you, 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 yeah, now you're down. They can, you can't do any of that. So uh, that just goes to show you. So you're talking about 40, generational yeah, change. Yeah, 45, 50 years, how it's different. Today, people want to be entertained, and we all want to see the top quarterbacks playing and, and not knocked out. I mean, it, it, it's all about the money. <laughs> and you think about it, Bob, I think Roger was the first guy that I could remember retired, and he still had game, but the, he went to the doctors because he had two concussions in a short time, a short and they time. told him, hey, we, well, we think well, it's well, best you walk away. Well, and I can tell you this, guys I play with, uh, and they both Hall of Famers, Troy Aikman, uh, you hear him now on Fox, and uh, Steve Young, they could have kept playing, but they had concussions uh, within like two or three weeks, and they both retired earlier than uh, they were playing today. They would have played three or four more years, uh, but they, they, they were uh, having problems because getting concussions. So that's why even Troy Aikman, not only Roger Staubach, but Troy Aikman and Steve Young retired earlier. Bob, finish it for us tonight. Want to wish everybody a happy yeah. Mardi Gras. Be safe on the streets. Finish for us tonight here on All right. Second Guest. We love coming to the Silver Slippers. So remember, Bon Nuit, Les Jean. Good night, people. Who that go, Saints? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.